Well, it's that time again. It's time for another episode of The Lone Man's Dungeon. I'm your host, Alex. And this is episode two of The Lone Man's Dungeon. Today's a very special episode. Today we are finally jumping into the campaign of our story. Another special, another reason this episode is special is because this is the first time I'm doing it. I am recording the podcast at the kitchen table before my other two episodes. It was so quiet because I was recording it in the laundry room at like 2 in the morning. So I wouldn't wake up my family, my wife and child. But my wife and child are not here today. So I can record in the kitchen at the table and not worry about waking them up so the acoustics are going to be a lot better in this episode i might do this more often or record during the day right now it's yeah one in the morning one in the morning chicago time now this campaign is going to be a homebrew campaign i don't know if i can legally do someone else's campaign on a podcast. If I can, I know exactly what campaign I want to do first for the Lone Man's Dungeon. Well, first, not written by me. Or, yeah, not written by me. I want to do the Rick and Morty campaign. I really enjoy the Rick and Morty campaign. I really enjoy the show. So, I'm going to do some research to see if I can do that in a podcast. Hmm. Okay, but for this podcast, for this for this campaign and others like it, it's going to be homebrew written by me. A lot of inspiration from kind of all over. It's some parts TV show, some parts video game, movies, books I've read, things of that nature. Um, and it's not going to stick to your simple. It's not going to stick to the same, just magic. It's going to be a little bit of steampunk little bit of maybe some cyberpunk thrown in there but very very low-tech cyberpunk maybe some future cyberpunk later on down the line we'll see because i really like the cyberpunk genre um but it's going to be a mixture basically of in my world it's going to be a mixture of science and magic sometimes science is more dominant sometimes magic sometimes neither we'll see but our four heroes just gotten golden tickets to ride a golden snail from Omega. Omega is a transport world that travelers use to get beyond the galaxy. Now I know some of you might be thinking, golden snail. A golden snail is a real animal. I had to look it up. But a golden snail in the lore is a way of transporta- way of transporting for across the stars, galaxies, different dimensions, universes. You name it, the Golden Snail can take you there. Golden Snail tickets are not cheap. They are usually for the well-off. But our heroes have procured four tickets. Now, as of right now, our heroes do not know each other. Why our heroes are on the Golden Snail and where they are going, it does not matter for right now. All that matters is that they are on this golden snail. 
they all have different stories that are going to basically be brought together. So, our heroes wake up in an alley. Trash everywhere. Body parts are spread out as well. You see a gnome with enters a gnome with black hair and a tattoo of a frog on her face. Any character that watches her long enough can tell she is very naive and foolish, not knowing about the world outside. That character is named Mira, but after searching the body, she finds only buttons and some thread, and that's all. After a moment of searching, Mira looks up and sees three other humanoids looking at her in confusion. Mira, with her naive self, looks around, looks at them, and says, Hi, I'm Mira. Who are you? A half-elf with white hair steps forward. Anyone with eyes can see that he is wealthy. His clothes and his gear are all new and clean, like they were just bought. Amir Hart says, I am Amir Hart, cook and adventurer at your service. Just as Mir takes a breath, a giant half-orc speaks. He is tanned like a human, but has the facial features of an orc. His jaw, his jaw is large, and his teeth are sharp. His body looks like an orc as well. He is tall and strong, like a horse. He has long red hair, but is tied up in a ponytail, like a warrior of old. He has some facial, facial hair, but not a lot. You can tell from his, from his, you can tell he is somewhat younger, just like Mira. And and Emir, I forgot Emir's somewhat young. All three of them are pretty young, so far. That's that's when the half orc speaks. My name is Duncan. How can I help you today? Finally, a human male coughs to get the attention. He is older than the rest of the group. He is average build for human and black hair and black beard. And that's all. I made the human I made the human of the group very boring. Because he is a very, very boring character. <coughs> I've got. And if you are all done with niceties, where are we? Mirror chimes in. Last thing I remember was riding a golden snail off of Omega, Duncan says. Same here. I stepped out of my room to get a drink and some food. Gat Rupee, I never left my room, and that's why I'm confused. What about you, rich boy? Mira looks around, confused, and asks me, Who? How do you know I'm rich? What was your name again? <sighs> Gat. And anyone with eyes can see you are rich. What are you, a prince or something? Just as Amir is about to speak... The group hears a noise from the other end of the alleyway. It is a female halfling cop. The cop yells, Stop right there! You're all under arrest. Gat, for what crime? Killing my informant and running and ruining any chances at a promotion. Miro, with her naive self, tries to We are really sorry about killing me about killing your informant, but in our defense, we only thought him. It's not like we stabbed him or shot him. The cop looks at the group and says, What do you mean you fell on him? Mira, Gat, Duncan, and Emir kind of go, Well, that's just it. We don't know. 
we were riding at Golden Snail one minute, and the next minute we were falling into your planet, or into your city. The cop looks around, and then looks at the party. Okay, fine. Just come with me to the station so I can sort this all out. Emir steps up. Kind of, uh, looks at the group. It's like, don't worry, I got this, guys. Amir has, Amir has influence. He has etiquette. He is a very powerful individual. He comes from a royal family. He is a duke, after all. So we're going to do our first sight. Our, our first sort of roll against. Amir has etiquette. Amir has an etiquette of three. Now, if Amir can roll under his etiquette, he succeeds. If he rolls above his etiquette, he fails. Amir rolls a one, which is good. <sighs> so Amir clears his throat and starts, starts to walk towards the cop. Now, officer, we don't have to do all that now. How about you let us go? And we don't say anything about what you're doing. The cop looks at Amir and looks at the group. Then looks at her looks at her dead informant and her only chance of getting a promotion. No, I'd rather bring you guys in. Now Amir makes a sign with his hands at the group. This is called secret signs. So all the group has to do is roll under their secret signs. Visible confusion. All the group has to do is roll for their secret signs. I'm making this up as making certain parts up as I go along because I need to refine certain things. So, Emir, not Emir, everybody but Emir, Gat, uh, Duncan, and Mira are going to roll. I don't know why that took me so long. So, Gat, Mira, and Duncan are going to roll to see if they can understand Emir's uh, secret signs. Okay. It looks like everybody but Mira rolled. Sorry. I was watching TV. Watching gargoyles right now. Love watching this at night. Reminds me of my childhood. Okay, distraction. Um, yes, Amir is the only one that wasn't able to understand what Amir was trying to say. Get, get kind of goes okay. Duncan goes, mm, gotcha. Mira mistakes his secret signs for waving. His like hand gestures for waving. What Amir was telling the group was to get ready to run. What Mira thought was Mira was like, he's waving to me, and she waves back. Um, but just as the sign's over, they all run. Everybody but Mira. We're gonna roll for run. 
um, their run score. Only a couple of them actually have run, but the cop has a run of four. So this is going to be a, a roll under for everybody but Amir, because Amir knew to run. So that's the cop, Amir, uh, the cop, Duncan. Okay, this is good. Uh, let's see. The cop successfully chases the group. Amir, Duncan, and Gat get away, but Mira, because she was late to the get-go, didn't understand what was going on, sort of gets left behind, and the cop grabs and tackles her, since they are pretty much the same size. The cop grabs Mira and tackles her to the ground. Mira goes, Hey guys, I know she kind of yells this, but kind of is crying at the same time. Guys, I know we don't know each other that well, but uh, can you help me? Duncan, Gat, and Amir, all three of them stop and kind of look at the situation that's going on. They grab their weapons and get ready for a fight. Duncan chirps up. Let the girl go. If you want to pick a fight on, if you want to pick on someone your own size, pick on me, buddy. That's when the cop looks at Duncan, who is a half-orc, Gat, who is a human, and Mir, who is a half-elf. And she is trying to tackle a, a gnome, and she herself is only a halfling. Then Gat chimes in, it's three against one, buddy. Let her go, walk away, your life isn't worth dying. This isn't worth dying over, is it? So we're going to call that a reason. We're going to call that reason. Check. So we have to see. Does she even have reason? The cop does not have reason. She did not roll reason for a stat. So there's really no reason to roll the dice. Because she's not going to. Yeah, she's not going to. Um, the cop lets go of Mira. She she, she doesn't have any Mira, uh, reason stats. So yeah, it was easy. Able to reason with her pretty simple, and the situation wasn't good for the cop anyways. So the cop lets go of Mira. She darts over to the rest of the group. Now a group of people are starting to notice what's going on, and some are starting to yell and chant and antagonize the cop, calling her names and a coward. The cop looks at the group of people, and at the party with the weapons drawn, she decides to walk away. It's not worth it. Now that was very anticlimactic climatic for for the group, the P of protesters, people, whatever, I don't know what they are. Bystanders. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Bystanders. So they, they sort of start trickling away since nothing is really going on. The group notices that Gat is not with them anymore, but they see him talking to a halfling man. He has black hair and a very large belly. The group looks very confused when Gat who has been very rude this whole entire time, starts a gesture to follow him. You all look confused at Gat when he calls out to the group and gestures to follow him. 
eventually they eventually you make your way over to him. Gat Gat says, guys, this is John. Ajian. John, please tell them what you told me. John, the halfling shop owner, who is very short, very fat, and has black hair. He is reminding me of somebody that I know, and I've based this character around someone that I know. That's weird. Glancing over that. Well, as I was telling your friend here, this city is called Beacon Point. We are a tourist city, or we were a tourist city at one point. It's been many years since we had tourism. Right now, we make our we make our money by exporting certain materials to other cities around the around this world. And Gat, as for your other question about sleeping arrangements, I do have a brother-in-law, Andrew. He should have rooms for you. John gathers the group to start to start uh, the journey to Andrew's house. The group notices things. Signs are starting to look familiar. People, um, they've gone in circles, basically. Or they keep going up to dead ends and things that don't make sense. Dead ends and turned around and end up back at the shop that they just were at. The same cat that ju they just passed an hour ago. So for about an hour now, let's say two hours, let's see. Wow, three. Three hours now. The group and John are lost and don't know where they are going. Amir decides to say something. John, you said you grew up in the city, right? That's right. Okay, so how long has your brother-in-law been living in his current residence? Oh, 30 years now? It's been our home since I was a, since I was a boy. So why are you lost? I'm not lost at all. I know exactly where I'm going. His house is just around the corner. As the group turns the corner, they are in another alleyway. This time, they are not alone. There are three goblins, all dressed in leather and all armed with some sort of knife. They are preoccupied with a lizard man, though. He is fighting off the goblins, but he is outnumbered. Now I'm going to roll what the, and see what the group does. The group has two options. It's a six-sided dice. I only have two odds or evens. But basically, it's going to be either the group helps the group helps the lizard man who is outnumbered and being beaten, or they run away and let's fight another day. So let's say odds, they help, evens, they don't. It is a six, that is an even. They are going to help the lizard man. If it was if I was in that in their boots though, I would just watch. Not every day you get to see a lizard man fighting goblins. I wish I was an artist so I could draw that. But alright. Mira, that man Mira says, that man needs our help. Gat and Gat and Duncan both nod their heads. Mir says, that man needs our help. Gat and Duncan both nod their heads and agree to help. Amir, boasting, yes, I agree. I fought much worse than some goblins. The group run to the lizard man's aid just as he collapses. 
John is running with them and then decides to run back after the lizard man is defeated or knocked unconscious. He decides to run and hide behind a pole. So, this is our first battle. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to be letting the dice decide a lot of things. A lot of things. Now, Troika has a interesting system for what do you call it what is that called oh don't make me look it up brain I have to look it up now it's going to be bugging me initiative yes the initiative system is very unique I'm so used to rolling a dice and whoever gets the higher number goes first, and blah, 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 so on and so forth. No, this you use tokens. Now, every character has a token, and that's just, I'm going to use, for some, for the for some people I've seen, they use playing cards. For some, they use pebbles. For me, I'm going to use my colored dice. I have a lot of it, a lot of them. So, each character has its own colored dice, and then enemies have their own colored dice now different enemies have different initiatives so if you had a cyclops if i was fighting a cyclops it would be three tokens but i'm fighting fighting goblins and they are only one token each that is why i'm fighting three and each hero only gets one token each so uh, what i'm going to do is i'm going to have Six-sided dice each represent a character, and six-sided dice each represent a goblin. And then I'm going to have the 20-sided dice of the same color go into the bag, and then a... What is that? It is a 10-sided dice of the same color go in the bag. Now I'm going to have two other dice that are not... Two... I'm going to have two different dice of different colors that are not part of a character that signifies the end of a round. And at the end of the round, it's been some time, so status effect changes. You're no longer sleepy or hungry or dizzy or confused. Uh, time has changed. Maybe it stopped raining. Maybe it started raining. very tired it is one in the morning and um i'm very sleepy but i'm not drinking any monsters i'm not drinking any sodas i'm not drinking anything like that in fact people think i'm weird for doing this i am drinking just straight pre-workout put it in my shaker with some water and i am good to go the pre-workout that i'm taking is called total war totally worth it keeps me wired for a couple hours now if i actually started using it to when i start when i go to work out it's a whole different story if i ever start to go work out darn you covid but i can't blame covid for my laziness that's a different that's a whole different podcast though so i have my dice i've sorted them out and i put the correct ones in the bag and i've got my correct ones out for the dice 
it is going to be Mira has the white and gold dice. Emir has green and gold dice. Duncan has black and gold dice. And Gat has black and red dice. My goblins each have... My goblins have one... I have a red goblin, a blue goblin, and a brown goblin. And for the end of the round indicators, I have the yellow dice from the Rick and Morty D&D Adventure. Love it. And the dice are really cool. Totally worth the money. So let's get this show on the road and try try to do a battle with just me, myself, and I. So the party runs up to the goblins and starts their attack. The lizard man, lizard man has collapsed from exhaustion. So let's see. Alright, I pulled a black and red dice. So that means Gat is going to attack first. Now Gat has character sheet, character sheet. He has a crossbow with only 12 bolts and a sword. Huh. Because it because I'm keeping track of ammunition and things like that and he only has 12 bolts and I haven't gone gotten a chance to go to a shop I'm going I am going to use the crossbow because he does have crossbow fighting but I'm also going to not do this all the time. I don't like the idea of him having a crossbow with no ammunition to use it. Hmm. So this won't be an everyday thing. It'll just be this. It'll only be on occasion when they when they need like a crossbow or a long range weapon. Okay. And for attack, I'm going to attack the leftmost goblin, which happens to be the red goblin. Wow. So, for the roll versus, Gat roll, Gat and the Goblin roll a six-sided dice, adding their, uh, and then whatever it is, you add their skill, and then any extra skill, like Gat has crossbow fighting, so you would add that. I'll do that in a minute. Red dice, da da da, red and black. Okay, so the goblin roll is six. So he has a six, and he has a skill of five. So you add that up, that's eleven. Gat rolled a five, and he has a skill of six. That's eleven, but then you add his crossbow fighting, so that's twelve. So Gat, Gat raises his crossbow. Actually, take that back. I have to roll for damage. I rolled a four. Let's see. Da, da, da. Choice is different. You don't just roll for damage. You roll on a table for damage. You have to find your weapon. You have a crossbow. And it. I rolled a two, so that does four damage. Okay. So... So Gat raises his crossbow. His crossbow is a dark, has dark wood with a symbol burned on it. Gat has the bow, bow already, the crossbow loaded already. 
and he fires a bolt at the goblin, hitting it in the leg. He takes four damage. Okay. Last person's turn. Let's see who it is. I pulled a neon dice, so that means it's the end of the round. If there was anybody asleep or anybody, some sort of status ailment, it would be over. Depending on blah blah blah, depending on how many rounds it's supposed to last. But because because it is the end of the round, that means I put Gat's dice back inside the bag. If it wasn't the end of the round, I would keep Gat's dice out of the bag so that someone else could get a turn. <gasps> that was weird. So, whose turn is this now? Oh, a, <clears throat> a white and golden dice. That means it is Mira's turn. Now, Mira has some spells, but I don't want to use any spell any spells early on because spells cost stamina and stamina is health. And I'd rather save those for when we have, for when we really need it. So, Mira grabs her wooden mallet. Wooden mallet, no. Her wooden ladle. It's a large wooden ladle. Mira was given this wooden ladle by her adopted father. Other than that, that's it. It's just a normal ladle. It doesn't have any sort of powers. No fire, no ice, no necrotic, no extra damage. But it is used as a mace, so I do like that. It is a one it is a one-handed weapon that can be used as a mace. Just because it does not value doesn't mean it doesn't have any sentimental value. To Mira, that is her favorite thing in the world. That is what her father, her adopted father, used. The same spoon his her adopted father used to cook all the meals they ate together. So, with that horrible story about spoon let's do this uh mira grabs her wooden spoon and she's going to finish what gat started by attacking the leftmost goblin let's roll for goblin and roll for mira okay the goblin rolled a two plus his skill it's a five so that makes a seven mira rolled a Four and has a skill of five. She does not have any. That's what makes nine. She does not have any plus to her mace. She has no fighting. She's basically magic. So Mira, let's do Mira's damage. Six. No, that's not six. What is it? If you roll on the table for a mace. So it does six damage dealt. Wow. Wow. So that goblin is dead. Um <laughs> score ruined it. But wow, yeah. Um hmm. Hmm. Mira does six damage, huh? Mira runs up. To the, to the leftmost goblin and bashes him in the face, crushing his skull so bad that you can see his brain leaking out. Mira does six damage to the goblin, killing him. The goblin 
just falls to his knees. A look of shock to everyone. Even John, who was barely watching the fight, is shocked. If anybody forgot, John is the... The dude. The halfling shop owner who's showing us the way. Do you know the way? Rafiki knows the way. <laughs> Visible distraction. That was my wife. I was channeling my wife's energy right there. And she always says that to me. Okay. So Mira, de Mira demolished that uh, goblin. Everybody's a little in shock and shook. Shock and shook. Even Mira's a little shocked at how well she did. Duncan can't help but say, good job, Mira. Wow, I'm surprised by that. So we got one goblin dead. Two of our teammates have gone. Um, and we can already do a little sort of upgrade. We can't upgrade, but we can get ready to upgrade. Gat, who successfully did things in battle and can now get upgraded. So for the upgrade system, what you do is you put a little tick next to the skills. So I'll be putting a little tick next to crossbow fighting. So when he goes to sleep, if I roll anything over his current stat, any stats that I've ticked, I can, they go up by one. So that means his crossbow, crossbow fighting would be two instead of a one. So that's really cool. I like that's how I like the upgrade system for for this uh, for this game, but Mira doesn't have any any stats like that. All her stats are skills, are spells, or some sort of religion thing. But with that being said, also Mira can upgrade his etiquette because he did he successfully no he didn't successfully do you know do that. I'll still let him upgrade his etiquette. We'll see. Yeah, we'll let him do that. Um, but it's getting late. I don't even know how long I've been doing this for. Feels like forever. What happens, though? So, we're going to do a to be continued right here. We got one goblin, one goblin dead out of three. Uh, no damage done to our heroes, so that's really cool. And I think I have a good system where I just sort of let the dice decide what to do. Who's gonna battle and who's gonna who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. Basically who's going to die today. Goblins. Lots and lots of goblins are gonna die. Okay. I hope you had fun with me at this crazy adventure that I call the Lone Man's Dungeon. I'm out. And if you like what you heard, like and follow. This is the first time, this is my first time ever doing a podcast, but I'm going to try and get an episode out every week. They would usually be, if I record on the weekends, I can usually get them, edit them, and get everything out on Monday. Maybe Tuesday, we'll see, but I'm going to strive for Mondays, Monday, Monday mornings, to try to get episodes out um but if you did miss an episode you can always go back and watch the other ones i do have an instagram for 
the Lone Man's Dungeon, I post the books and information about what uh, what books I'm using, um, strategies that I'm using, and just me goofing off trying to play <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons or any other game by myself because I'm not a very social person. But I do love these love these games and love the lore. So if you want to see that and if you have any questions about the books or just want to drop me a line and so we can shoot the shit about different games or just different stuff in general, I'm always down for that. Maybe I will call you out on my podcast or if you guys have some ideas, I will definitely, definitely use some ideas. If you want to see behind the scenes or bloopers, because with lots of editing, even with lots of editing, you guys can definitely tell that there's some bloopers when there's more than that. But it's basically bloopers of me trying to do this. Once again, I'm Alex. If you want, if you hit that like button, hit the follow button for more, and we will see you next week in episode three, the Lizard Man's Request. Yeah. <laughs>